Welcome, welcome everybody to the podcast, Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. I am excited, excited, because I met with Tim a couple of times. Tim Morgan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. So fun. Super fun. Yeah, you know what's exciting too? He's been a pastor and he's done a number of great things. He's He's been all over the map and serving people. And I want to learn more about that. And I want the audience to learn more. Where'd this all begin, Tim? Yeah, like you said, I was in ministry, nonprofit world, kind of community leadership for years and uh, also bought, built and sold small businesses. I, I got the bug when I was a teenager. I was like, okay, I started a window cleaning business. Now, how can I grow this thing while I'm a youth pastor? And it just both sides of the equation kept uh, growing until at one point I just was burning candles at both ends. And I ended up hitting a wall, having some personal tragedy in my life kind of woke me up and I started looking at things and uh, started praying about it. And God's like, hey, I want you to. I want you to help other churches and nonprofits and businesses doing good in the world with their marketing. Uh, you have a gift, and I want you to to help others get the word out about their cause or company uh, making an impact. So that that's what we've been doing. I love it because a lot of people get that calling but don't answer it. You answered it. Yeah, the the market marketplace ministry and you know having a ministry heart in the marketplace or a servant's heart, like we talk about here all the time. Um, gosh, it, it just, there, for me, it's, there's really no other way to do it. And, um, from, from there, I, I just began serving, became the highest rated reviewed marketing coach in the country and went from there and started uh, a network that we can talk about if you, if you, if we have time to do that. Absolutely. We will do that. And I love tragedy turned into positivity. I've had a number of guests that have had tragedy and turned it around, Audience, you want to hear this. I want to hear more about what Tim's talking about because you may be struggling and have a tragedy you're trying to overcome. Here's a true example of a guy being successful, but being successful with other people. Let's talk about, let's get into uh, Giver's Marketing. I love what you're doing there. Yeah, we were greatly influenced by uh, Bob Berg and the Go Giver. Um, Adam Grant had a book called Give and Take. Uh, Donald Miller, Story Brand. I mean, there's so many great resources out there, but uh, this all kind of shaped John Maxwell, Dave Ramsey, kind of the financial side and the leadership side kind of all shaped this idea of, okay, could we do a marketing agency in our modern era without focusing on fear and negative news? Could, Could we actually pull it off? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, you can, it's possible. It's totally Amen. possible. In fact, people are, are loving it. They're eating it up and they, they enjoy the positive news, the narratives that make sense, uh, making a, a difference in the world. So it's, it's super fun. Talk about community. Cause I know it's community based and I love that part of it. Yeah. Giver marketing network uh, came out of my personal journey of learning the art and science of marketing uh, the the psychology of it, the the human behavior side of it, just the practical tactical side of it as well. But ultimately, we ended up shifting gears and started welcoming other marketing professionals into our projects. And from there came this like little m- micro movement of marketing misfits. Say that five times fast. But <laughs> Uh, now we work on projects together. And so these freelancers, which I was one at one point, um, now have a tribe. We're no, we're no longer these lonely preneurs. 
working on these marketing projects. And so we're, we're hyper-focused on marketing. We have a coaching-centric model, which we get a lot of influence from some of those other folks I mentioned. And we work on, on these projects together as members of an organization called Giver Marketing Network. Now, there's a uniqueness. There's marketing everywhere. Yeah. I have a number of guest marketing. You know that it's a saturated market. Yeah. Um, talk about, you did a little bit just now about the uniqueness, but why would Steve Ramona want to use Givers Marketing Network compared to another agency? Well, the way I, the way I look at it is, look, what's the, what's the cost for the result you're going to get, right? So as a company or even a nonprofit that's saying, hey, we need to get the word out. We're, we're, we're hitting our stride. We want to get the word out and really blow this thing up in a good way. I, I always look at, okay, how much are you spending to get more eyeballs and ears on what you want to see happening? And, and what, what kind of results are you getting from those eyeballs and those ears? And so ultimately, you know, if you put 10% of your revenue aside from marketing, give or take, you know, a, a ballpark number, and you see an, an X amount of results, we can do that for 50 cents on the dollar. So because our 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 overhead is so low, we're a we're a group of freelancers. We're a group of small agencies and freelancers. So our we don't have a building that we're paying paying for. We don't we don't have employees. We work together. We literally are members of an organization. We pay for our memberships. I happen to be the founder, but I'm proud to be a member, right? So we're we're a, a part of this group together. And we're, we have incent, we're incentivized to help the client first and then work with our other team members in order to really take that marketing effort to another level. I mean, we have everything from web designers, social media managers, copywriters. Uh, I function as a fractional CMO for companies that are really wanting to go to that next level, but they don't want to hire uh, a full-time employee just yet, or or maybe they want to kind of experiment first before they hire that full-time employee. Uh, we, we love stepping into situations like that and really, really proving out the system first. That's a great model. Um, and, and you give high quality, high value at low price. That's hard to hear nowadays. It's hard. And it's because of the model. It, it's not, mm -hmm. you know, we can all go out and get our own, J, you know, jobs at a, a marketing agency and, Make our, you know, make make enough money for our families. We we all have skills to burn, but but ultimately we've chosen to do our own freelance effort in order to serve the clients we want to serve. And it's usually causes and companies doing good in the world. If there's not a narrative or a story around it, we we can't get into the videography. We can't get into the killer website. There's nothing special about the project. There's nothing special that 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 we can pull out from our marketing efforts. And that's ultimately what you want. You just want to be remembered, right? So, I mean, that's why even we share our stories, right? We yeah. we need our stories and our narratives out there. So super super fun to be able to and, and a privilege to be able to serve those type of clients. And I love you say stories because that's what marketing is. You're just telling the, the company story correctly, not incorrectly. So people, like you said, top of mind, they remember. What industries, is there any specific industry that you work in that may be listening to this podcast that you'd like to work with? I can speak for myself. Now we have yeah. 70, we're, we're approaching 100 team members wow. in, our, in our network. So I, I can speak for myself. I have a blockchain background. And so that's anything from, you know, any kind of cryptocurrency, fintech is another term for that, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, those kind of words. If you see, see those coming up, 
those would be great, you know, great connections and really love that. Um, also, because of my pastoring background, if there's a, a movement of ministries that are trying to do something kind of innovatively or want to leverage the modern methods of marketing to get the word out about their, I love micro churches and different ministry movements and church organizations that are trying to collaborate together to take over a city and yeah, uh, do yeah. some good in, the, in, in that city and really, really focus in on that. Well, you got to get the word out about these events and different things happening. So we love working with ministry organizations of any kind, as long as they're really focused on kind of what they want, then we can, we can come alongside them and Oftentimes we'll give a little extra, extra bonus goodies on top of that because they're ministry. So we love to help. Amen. Uh, Amen. I, I also have uh, some clients that have been around for years that are in the construction space or the, the home improvement space. And so we've, that's me personally. And like I said, there's other, other team members that have certain special you know, superpowers for certain Yes, industries. I love yeah. words. I use that word all the time, superpowers. I'm a big Marvel guy. I think you are as well. Yes. We've talked about that. So somebody in the audience, they could really reach out to the Givers Marketing Network and, and say, hey, I do X, Y, Z. You guys will meet with somebody, will meet with them from the network and see if it's a fit. Yeah, there's always a coach assigned to okay. the project. So uh, because of my background as kind of that, that caring coach that helps you with your marketing we, we have coaches now within our network that act as coaches slash project managers. And then we can kind of go to even another level of marketing director or CMO if we need to. But bottom line is you have somebody that's there to project manage and kind of guide the process through great questions, pull out your narrative, pull out your, your awesomeness from your particular brand. And then we get the word out properly. Uh, there's nothing worse than kind of having a smattering of marketing messages all over the place. And you're you're actually confusing your audience and you don't have a second chance to make a first impression when it comes to your messaging. So let's let's get that dialed in and help you out with that. But yeah, it starts with a coaching call. You can go to givermarketing.com and set up a coaching call. No cost, just to kind of swap stories and see what you're doing. Your brother from another mother, because I was just going to ask you if there's a, a free discovery call. I knew there would be, but I want to make sure the audience heard that. So if you guys are piqued at interest, reach out. I've met with Tim a couple of times. I love his heart. He really wants to help. And the value is there in the serving, which is why he's on this show. Regards to marketing, um, you ask questions, and I love that. Do you say no to people sometimes if it's not a fit? Yeah, I, I particularly remember a few conversations, even even recently, where somebody is really focused in on just sir, like making money, and that's it. There's really no altruistic or philanthropic edge. There's no socially conscious, you know, giving back, or there's no. It's really it's really about how how do we go from you know two million to three million, or how do we go to twenty million to twenty five million, or whatever it is. And when I have those conversations, I can refer those over <clears throat> to our some of our power partners or somebody another organization that they, they hit it hard. They do a good job. There's nothing wrong with making making money, but there, there's just so much more to this world, in my opinion, than. Uh, well, I'll just say it. I'll just say it, Steve. Damn. Worshiping the currency of your country is not a good idea. It, it just, uh, at, the, at, the, at the end, it doesn't work. Now, getting your message out, getting some attention for something positive, and if that generates a ton of money, 
that's great. Amen. Yeah. You know, we've, we've all had our ups and downs. I've, 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 I've gained and lost millions of dollars over the years with different investments and different things. I, I get it. Like we, we, we have some fun with this, this, this thing called money and I get it. It's, and it's yeah. a reflection of our time and our talent and other things. But at the end of the day, that is not the goal. It, it's, it's a medium by which we ge- generate some kind of result for, for the impact we want to make. So, yeah, well, that's, those are the people I just, if you're listening and it's like just about money, uh, you can, you know, ask us if we can refer somebody to you, but I, I, we're just not interested. I'm more interested in the story and the impact. And I think in business that needs to be told more. That's a great tip, Tim, because don't try to work with everybody. It's not a fit, but what's powerful. What you just said was we'll find somebody for you that may fit. We just don't put you on the curb and go, Hey, we'll pray for you. Good luck. I love that because that's not good. That's just not the God way. I'm just going to say it just like you were going to say what you said. It's not, we don't, you shouldn't do that. So, and there's some companies that it's hard for them to put a philanthropic edge in their messaging. So they have a nonprofit that they have as like a subsidiary or a, a, a kind of a sister organization that, that really functions hand in hand. Well, we would love to work with both knowing that there's a there's an overflow into that nonprofit. And so we're, we're good either way. It's just, it's one of those things where our focus is actually the impact that's being, I mean, what our big vision is to, to see a million organizations impacted by the giver marketing blueprint and our network so they can shape culture for good. It's all about how we're shaping our cultures that we live in. So mm-hmm. that, that's the heartbeat. <laughs> and I love that you asked the question, Steve. No, no. And I do that specifically because I knew what you'd say. And I want the audience to hear there's a difference in marketing. We'll just use that. As we said earlier, it's cutthroat. I've talked to some marketing and, and, you know, I'm not going to go there, but people need to be taken care of one way or the other. You know, question I always like to ask, and I know you're going to answer this, but what is one constant theme that people's marketing, maybe a tip you can give that people do that's not right with their marketing or incorrect, I don't know what the right word is, that you've seen over these months and years marketing, helping with people's marketing? Well, first thing to remember is marketing is not manipulation. It can't. It can be, just like having a conversation can be manipulation, but but it doesn't have to be. So we, we, we view marketing as really a, a more uh, emotionally and relationally intelligent in, endeavor from a communication standpoint. And I guess it depends on how you define manipulation, but we're, we're encouraging or, or guiding or, or messaging in a way that helps people want to come, not, not feel like they're pressured to do anything. Okay. So that's number one, you got to come in with the right mindset, but here's, Here's something that oftentimes gets put out of order. This is the non-negotiables of marketing. This is what I'm writing my book about right now. It's, it's, it's called the Giver Marketing Blueprint. And I'll just tell you in like 30 seconds. Branding needs to be first. It's the first pillar of your marketing. How the imagery and the language and the five senses that surround how people feel and experience who you are as a person and your company, all of that, just all in one nice package. Your brand, how people experience you, is the first thing that has to come into alignment with where you're going. That, that needs to really be dialed. Does it need to be perfect? No, 
I could wear a different color shirt or I could do that. We can always improve different things. My microphone can get better and better and better. Like we can always improve the sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch of everything around who we are, where we meet, how we connect with people. And we define marketing as pre-decision communication. So any kind of communication, visually, auditorially, text that you're reading, anything that you're touching, smelling, like depending on if you're in the room together, everything around your brand should be dialed in first. Then the other three pieces can come. And I'll just tell them really quickly. Visibility, which is how people find you. You become visible so they can find you. Promotion, which is how you find them, your audience. So you're reaching out. A lot of nonprofits use outreach. A lot of businesses use outreach. Well, that's that's what a lot of people think of when they think of marketing is the outreach. Well, what about the other two pieces I just said before that? Got to do those first in that order. And this is after consulting thousands of organizations. If they do branding, then visibility, then they start promoting. That is where the, that's where the special sauce starts happening. And then we all know that one to 3% of those who are, you know, we're talking to are ready to buy right now, generally speaking in multiple industries, but there's another 15 to 20, maybe even 30% that will buy later if we give them enough chances. So that's where the fourth piece comes in. That's nurturing or your follow-up system. And once you get those four dialed in in that order and always improve those four along the way, every year, always improving, just like Michael Jordan taking the, the summer and the off season and working on one aspect of their game, work on either branding, visibility, promotion, or nurturing every six months, every 12 months, work on something very specific. So it just blossoms over the next three, four or five years, and you will be top of your industry. For sure, that that's what will happen. If you got a good product and you do branding, visibility, promotion, and nurturing in that order, and do a cycle of improvement, you will eventually become the top of your industry. You just made this a million dollar show. That's incredible tips. That is so powerful. And audience, you could go try and do it yourself. We have a Google, YouTube mentality DIY, and that's good. Tim will probably say that, but maybe I would reach out and talk more about these pillars with Tim and his team. Um, I, I just think that's so powerful. I've never heard it in that aspect. So I appreciate you for saying that and sharing it with my audience. Um, with that being said, cause you are super knowledgeable, you got a life, life experience, What's a book or two? I know you mentioned some books earlier that you team works with, but is there a book that you want to share or two with the audience that's really helped you? Well, uh, Permission Marketing by Seth Godin. That's another good one. Um, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, the, I, I mean, there's, there's an endless list of, as you get your mind around how people interact with each other, the instincts, the permission, we're, we're, because we're not fear-based, we're huge on permission-based. And so it's, it's, it's relationally intelligent approach to these kind of conversations. We start a lot of conversations on, on social media platforms, and, and that just naturally flows into an appointment or some kind of conversation that is meaningful. Uh, we have a lot of videos on our YouTube channel, and we love your YouTube channel as well. So, you know, cross-promoting these kind of things are super powerful. 
Any anything by uh, there's some more resources coming out by Donald Miller. I haven't been able to pick them mm. up yet, but I've been hearing a lot more. Adam Grant is a great author as well. He's coming out with some new good stuff. Simon Sinek, Start With Why is a great resource as you're kind of honing in your vision and the per- and the motivation behind why you're doing what you're doing. We always ask three questions when we get on a phone call. And it, it, when we connect, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to ask your story. I'm going to ask you your vision, your challenges, and your 12-month goals in relation to the venture that you're that you're wanting to discuss. And if, if I can clearly understand what those are, or at least get some idea, then we have something to work with. And yes. so these books and resources that you just asked about, Steve, these are, these are what really help us form our mission. I can say as a believer, as someone, a person of faith, oftentimes we get a bunch of ideas and we want to do them all at one time. And that's nice that we get downloads and all these cool ideas and uh, inventions and innovations and all these things. But the the question I would challenge the the audience with is which which one idea can you take to a million people and make the greatest impact? Which one idea? Because that one idea could fund the rest of those ideas. A serial entrepreneur is not legit until they've had a certain level of impact with that, with at least one, one idea. You can call yourself whatever you want, but you're not necessarily a successful serial entrepreneur unless you have at least one majorly impactful idea. That could be on the ministry or the business side, but the point is, is don't try to spin up three or four different ideas at one, at one time Get those books, get the get those resources, have conversations with Steve and myself and others who are going to get you connected with the right people, and then hit it hard for at least two years, at least a couple of years. Like hit it hard with one idea, ramp that thing up, and maybe it grows a little slower or even a little faster than you think. Yeah. The point is, is you're focused, you give yourself a chance. And that's what I learned um, burning candles at both ends earlier in my career. And uh, thank God for his grace, because uh, I <laughs> I could have really crashed and burned and never come back. Like that, that was a big uh, it's a big deal to stay focused. So start with why is as another good, good resource. And I appreciate your transparency because people need to hear that you're super successful, but you had that moment. And, and we all have those. We're not, uh, you know, it's going to happen to everybody. And I appreciate you being like I said, transparent and open to people. Um, now you made a $2 million call. So he put a challenge out there, re-listen to that challenge, take it on and reach out to him. Tell him what your challenge is. I don't think you have a problem if somebody reaches out from the show and says, Hey, Tim, here's my challenge in 12 months, 18 months, I'm going to do it. So do that. Tim, I want to thank you for being on. I could talk to you all day. Every time we jump on a zoom call, it goes longer than we thought. Fortunately, we got a short time to do this, this uh, podcast. But I want to thank you again. You are a bright light in some of this darkness out there. And I truly appreciate what you're doing. And I'm really going to help you get that out and work together to do that. I always like to leave the audience a great tip. I know you had a lot of them in this show, but what's one thing you want to leave them to help them in their journey? One of the biggest tips that I, I've been challenging many, many, the thousands of 
not only marketing professionals, but other industries with is if you can learn to share your 60 second story effectively, I'm not talking about an elevator pitch, I'm talking about an elevator story. And this goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, but this is a real practical challenge. Coach Tim's going to give you a challenge right now. If you can share your background with an aha moment, some kind of tran like transition moment that captures the audience's attention, that is true and authentic to you. And then you share a little bit about who and how you help your, your people. Like, how and why you help your people is probably more a better way to, a better way to say it. If you can share your background with why and how you help your people, that sixty seconds will be the best use. I mean, that's what we started with today. I shared a little bit of my story. If you can learn how to do that on your social pages and your websites and your uh, podcast interviews and your conversations on Zoom, especially with potential clients and team members and that's that narrative is really what separate it's our thumbprint it's what separates us so and i'll i'll tell you what for the listeners of this show steve if they mention your name or the show's name um i usually charge $1500 for a 1 hour session i'm going to give a 1 hour session for the no cost for the first 3 people that mention your name and we'll put it on the calendar. It may not be right away, but we'll put it on the calendar because I'm booked out about three weeks. But we'll put it on the calendar if you mention this show or Steve's name. And we'll make sure that it's, you know, it's legit from the from the show. And I'll put it on the calendar for a $1,500 session at no cost. Three people. The first three. <laughs> the first three. So there it is. I want to bless you guys.